Latinos Out Loud podcast. Yo 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 Frank was really into that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Frank, I guess you've been doing some breathing exercises because that was some lung flow. Wow. Yes, I'm changing the the I'm changing the you know the gunshot you know style a little bit here and there. You know what I mean? We're gonna have a sweat. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you. Well, welcome back, guys. Welcome back, all. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. It's the Latinos Out Loud podcast in your ear. In your ears, in your pores, in your heart, in your soul. <laughs> we hope that we're in, in all the holes. Uh, well, not all Ooh. of them. Not all of them. Yeah, Just yeah, the, yeah, the ears, know. right? The ears. We want yeah, them and yeah, we yeah. want to be in their ears. That's it. Those are the main holes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Just the orifices of the ears is what we're looking for. Um, mm-hmm. Hi, it's Latinos Out Loud. And of course, we're coming at you with another great episode, uh, another great interview. Um, guys, this is pretty topical. We like to like, you know, build that connective tissue where we have someone to interview and it's always going to be related to a real life issue or something that we face, right? Or something that we experience. I think that's been like a common denominator across all of our guests in that like, Mm -hmm. yay, their projects or what they're doing is wonderful. But like, it's always connected to the community and our upbringing as Latinos or how we live as Latinos. Right, guys? Yep. Yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, um, our guest today is actually a a translator. Yes. She flips Um, it. She flips it. She specifically flips Spanish into English. Right. So, um, man, that's hard, man. But it makes you think about, you know, how well were we taught Spanish growing up? Mm. Was it something that was encouraged for us to learn Spanish? Or was it something we had to pick up on the streets, Mm, on the gritty streets of New York City? Uh, Or is it something that we learned by watching telenovelas, you know? Right, right. Interesting. Um, I'm interested, before we kind of introduce our our guests officially, um, I want to know kind of your stories of learning the language of your culture. Mm. Uh, Frank, are you... How would you grade your um, your level of Spanish? Um, I don't know. My level of Spanish, I would say, is un español tirado, un español dominicano. Oye. You know, I don't know. Maybe a, I, would, I would give myself a six, maybe a seven. A six? A six okay. or seven. I don't speak that castellano Spanish that you do. Galicia! <laughs> paella! Like I do. Yeah, yeah, oh, I don't speak that. España. I can't speak that. Los toros corren. Oh. No, if you saw me in a tapa ordering food in a tapas oh, restaurant, imagine. it's so embarrassing. I'm like, let me get the pulpo and the patatas bravas. I'm like, Daffy Duck and shit. The waiter's like, you know, wiping his face from all the fucking saliva uh. <laughs> oh, so you but you get you get by frank basically i get by, right? I, get by. I started i started translating for my for my mom when i used to translate you know report cards and stuff like that and you know she found oh. out i wasn't giving her you know the real answers but that's how that was my first and like you know like letters to the house to my mom to my dad that's how i started so why don't you think you're more fluent than you are 
Um, what kind of held you back from that? I, I think at an early age, I think um, I think this happens to a lot of people growing up, uh, Latinos. Like you kind of hold off on speaking Spanish because you're in, you're you're uh, you're surrounded in school. Subconsciously, they tell us that English is the language, so we kind of maybe like maybe like when we get like ten, eleven, we get embarrassed speaking Spanish. And then maybe like a 15, 16, someone in the neighborhood is like, ¿Qué te pasa a ti? Tú no sabes español. Tú eres dominicano. Tú eres boricua. And you get embarrassed and you start saying, oh my God, I need to start speaking, you know, Spanish. So I think that's what happens to a lot of us. Yeah. Rachel, um, the question goes to you. Um, how, how well, how would you rank your your knowledge, your grasp of the Spanish language? Yo, mm. that's a layered question because I must say, you know, I am the product of someone who came to this country not speaking English, my mom. So Spanish was her first language and also the byproduct of a former Spanish teacher. So someone whose first language was English, who learned textbook Spanish and taught Spanish at the junior high school level for 30 something years here in New York City. Mm. So I was brought up learning the Dominican Spanish and the textbook Spanish with acentos and conjugations. Vosotros. We don't even use mm. vosotros, but we still learned it in vosotros. Spanish. Why did so, we learn vos? I don't understand. So, so Rachel, would your dad be like correcting your mom when it came to Spanish since he knew the correct oh time and on the on the flip (laughs) side though frank the reason why and god bless them married for close to 54 years at this point wow you know she would also correct his spanish because remember my dad is this brooklyn jew so his spanish sounds something like this hola don't install a biblioteca (laughs) you know (laughs) my mom would often and still to this day actually corrects his spanish where she sees fit or or they'll talk about words. We talk about the language a lot in the household. My dad often whips out his dictionary from like 1973, you know, oh, his know. Spanish wow. American dictionary. Or There's been new Spanish words invented since then. Oh, damn. forget it. When the letters were dropped from the alphabet, remember that the, there were some letters dropped from the Spanish alphabet a few years ago? My dad went bonkers. He could, we had a whole like talk around it. He was like, I can't believe it. <laughs> the Spanish language is unique for the NA and the AA <laughs> with the double L. And, and, and like some <laughs> letters were dropped, apparently. Um, but then I'm going to fast forward to when I worked at like Spanish language media outlets, like people mm. in Espanol. I had to use it every single day. I had to translate from English to Spanish, from Spanish to English. There were times where I would be honest and be like, okay, this story about something very scientific, I just don't feel like translating or Mm. I don't think I'm going to do a good job. So we would hire translators from across the world, depending on what kind of story it was, you know, like what what language or what dialect does one need to have its, you know, their strongest ability in to properly translate this article or this editorial piece or this advertorial piece for people in Espanol magazine or Vanidades, where I worked for a short time as well. Um, But I'm going to tell you a really funny story about translating um Mm. yo this is a true story 
I had yeah, a whole yeah, yeah. <laughs> E True Hollywood story. Because <laughs> I wish I could make this up. It's it's to me. Okay, so I have a good friend of mine that works at the DA's office. I'm not gonna say which borough, but mm-hmm. she she called me one day. Rhymes with the Cronks. Rhymes with Cronks. No, not even. I, well, I used to have a friend that worked at the DA's office in the Bronx, but she's no longer there. But anyway, I had this DA friend, and she called me one day, and she was like, "Yo, your Dominican peoples." have me like I I cannot understand I cannot solve this case because she was talking to a witness who wrote down his testimony on a napkin with a pen and the way he spelled some of the words she called me she was like what does this mean and it said el se escapó de q-u-i-n-i-d-i she goes what is a quinity uh, Quinidi. <laughs> and I go, se escapó de Kennedy Airport. Kennedy. <laughs> oh, wow. Kennedy. That's, oh, it's Kennedy Airport. How did you not know that? Wow. <laughs> she couldn't believe it, but sometimes our people will spell the Q. Like, uh, we love the Q instead of the K. And I'm right. like, it's not Quinidi. It's Kennedy Airport. Kennedy. Se escapó de Kennedy. Kennedy. Oh Kennedy. De Kennedy in Queens. De Kennedy, que. Yo. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, you were talking about your parents. My father blames my mother for for me not knowing more Spanish. Ooh. So it's like the Spaniard blaming the Puerto Rican is kind of like, it's kind of, it's it's very um, c- colonial. <laughs> <laughs> you be a fuck because of your son. You don't teach him how to be good with And then my mother's like, Mira, you don't blame me. And then they, it's just an argument. So, um, um, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I also, and then I all, but I was pretty good in school. I used to, I, I was in honors Spanish. Oh, so I nice. feel like I was able to read it. I was able to understand it. Wow. But I get self conscious. Um, when having to have a long conversation. Why in, is that? In, I mean, you grew up in Washington Heights where people speak in Spanish. Well, I, or... But I mean, if you're, you're just yelling words out, you know what I mean? Washington Heights, most conversations are like through the out, through the window. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> ¿Dónde está? ¿Cómo está usted? Yo estoy bien. <laughs> but like, you know, to have a conversation like one-on-one, like, you know what I mean? Like, then I start getting self-conscious. I'm like, am I saying this word right? Right, right, right. Um... Uh, and that's what happened in my in my honors Spanish honors class. The final was to have a conversation with the teacher. That oh. was like the final. Oh yeah, and he's you know, yes. yeah, and he's just like, so como está usted? ¿Qué tú quieres a comer? You know, like we're like in a restaurant. He's pretending we're on a date or some shit. He's like, tú quieres bizcocho? Tú quieres? And so um, I think I got like a, but I still I think I aced it. You know, I mean, I think I did okay, but. Yeah, I I can speak it. I don't speak like hola, you know, I can speak. <laughs> I can fake the front. I can fake it till I make it, but Okay. I wish I was more fluent. Wow. Mm. And I feel like there's a lot of our generation you know, kind of just never really learned it 100%, right? You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. Um guys, I which, hope one day we do a, a Latinos Out Loud all in Spanish episode. I've been telling you guys that for a while, so I don't know. When you guys want to take the opportunity for one of these Independence Days and we have to all speak in Spanish. We dabbled a little, right? Yeah, we dabbled. Jamie, how do you feel? We do dabble. We do dabble. dabble. But I want to to see uh, uh, all, you know, all inclusive, all Spanish. That's going to be interesting. Well, 
I mean, I think our guest would be someone that we could actually maybe learn more Spanish from. Definitely. Yeah. Because she's a translator. Um, Rachel, do you want to um, officially introduce her? I'd love to, Jamie. I mean, it's really great when we get people in the literary world on the show. Uh, I think there's a lot of Latino authors out there really doing their thing. And this show is the perfect place, the perfect forum to highlight and celebrate their work. So, guys, if you haven't heard already, there's a book called The Wonders by Elena Medel. And it's been translated from Spanish to English for us by the wonderful Lizzie Davis. Lizzie Davis is a translator and she is also an editor at Coffee House, which is a publishing house. And so let's get into this talk with Lizzie, you guys. Yes. Andale. All right, you guys, this is the part of the show here at Latinos Out Loud, LOL, some call us, where we interview someone amazing, amazing, air, amazing, air. amazing. Air horn, air horn. Amazing. Oh, guys, don't you just love the myriad of guests that we get? Like, seriously, mm. we talk to everybody here. It's Crazy. just really the filter is that you're moving our community forward. And that could be through the lens of writing. It could be through the lens of just telling your stories through philanthropy. Philanthropical work, philanthropic, oh, philanthropic, philanthropic. Yeah. philanthropy. It sounds smart. It sounds smart. I tend to add syllables, <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm very syllabolic. So just mess with me on that to be so syllabolic here. Um, but I'm this- sympathetic to your syllabolicness. <laughs> Thank you okay. so yeah, much. You know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish everybody else was. Well, it's not about me being sympathetic or syllabolic, um, but it is about <laughs> me introducing someone who brilliantly translated a novel that we are going to talk about, The Wonders. Please put your hands together for Lizzie Davis. Okay, we don't oh always, Lizzie, we don't always cheer the person on we right before chanced. we interview them. We never so. chanted, ever. This is the first time this we is chanted it. for a guest. I felt inappropriate. I feel so, so charged. I, I, I also want to say for the record that chanting over Zoom is not that efficient. Like, I miss chanting in person. I just felt that moment of I miss seeing you guys yeah. in person because we can't get a successful chant for the life of us. It's a decent chant. Definitely yeah. got my it got my heart rate up. Well, that's success. Success. We've, we've landed on success with our chanting. Lizzie, welcome to the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Yeah. How are you feeling? Thank you so much. I'm having so much fun already. This is the highlight of my probably month. I don't know. Oh, that's so great. I love that energy. Well, I want to say that I'm holding the novel in my hand. Listeners, you can't see this. Wow. This is The Wonders. The Wonders. Um, The Wonders. I, I wonder... As a brilliant Ooh. translator, mm. I'm loving that segue. By the way, I just I had to stop you in the in the middle of the segue to tell you that I love the segue. Okay, continue. <laughs> let me let me just let it linger for two or three more seconds, so you guys out there in segue appreciation land can connect with what I just did. Um, I'm holding the book, The Wonders, and thank you, Jamie. Thank you, my brethren. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. my brother. Uh, I wonder what it feels like as a brilliant translator. And oh you said, you, <laughs> we have fun here, Lizzie. Um, and also, you said you're friends with the author, Elena Medel. 
How does it feel to hold your product, your baby? Mm. I'm holding it right now, but oh what was God. it like when you got to hold it? Tell us. Let me pick it up. <laughs> yes. How many do you have at home? She has it in her hands. She got the hard cover. She got the hard cover, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> she does. That's so cute. Amazing. I mean, Elena, I got to translate her poetry. It was the first thing that I ever translated. I was so terrified that I was going to mess it up. I shouldn't say that on, on air. <laughs> it's okay. We won't tell know? anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the collection that she had published when she was, she wrote it when she was 16. Wow. Um, wow. And it won all of these incredible prizes and put her on the map. Um, and I got to translate that. And it was extraordinary just extraordinary and now i think maybe how many years later that was 2015 seven eight years later to get to translate her novel wow. is just the most incredible feeling it really is and i always say that like translating someone is like living inside their head mm. <laughs> Ooh, wait elaborate on that <laughs> yeah <laughs> tell us more i think just like in terms of the themes that she's writing about when I was living in her head, when she was writing at 16, you know, you can see some of the kernels of what comes later in the wonders and what she kind of further develops and all of those kinds of linguistic choices, like these really long, beautiful sentences with lots of clauses. And you can tell that she's just having so much fun choosing every word. But also she's thinking really hard about really important issues and what it means to be a woman in 2020 and um, getting to think through those things with her and try to recreate them in another language is just the greatest gift for me. I would follow her writing and thinking anywhere. Mm. Wow. Now, before we get into what the novel's about, I'm curious as far as translating, what happens when you kind of get to maybe a sentence word or a sentence that is kind of untranslatable or just doesn't mean the same thing when it's when you literally translate it like do you have to kind of make you know find the next best version of that you know what i mean yeah i feel like um it's a profession for people who really like failure <laughs> i mean like so you're funny. never able to you're never able to really do i mean we try but you know you can never it's it's always going to be a copy it'll never be the original so i think that happens all the time where there's something that you have to um like rejigger the order that it's in or there's uh, a word that just doesn't even have an equivalent in English yeah. and you end up having to over explain it or you know I, I, people are always like don't put footnotes in and people will know it's a translation and I'm like but translations are cool <laughs> <laughs> let's do it <laughs> Yeah, I've gotten mad at Google. I've gotten mad at Google Translate many a day, many a time. When I'm just like, I, this doesn't translate. I need, I need this for this voiceover audition, and there's nothing that translates to what, what I need to say, right? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you just have to like go into actor mode and be like, what would I say if I were this character yeah. at this make moment? Make up a Spanglish. So I usually make up Spanglish words and just hope the the casting people don't don't, Even don't, don't recognize. <laughs> Actually, that works in your favor because, yeah, what's the percentage of time that you're going to have a Latina in the casting director's office that's going to say, hey, wait a minute. He just said he wants to, like, go dance in the spring. He didn't say <laughs> that he wants to brush his teeth with Colgate. 
Are you questioning my heritage? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so without further ado, please tell us about the wonders and how we got this story mm. from poetry. Yeah, so I guess ugh, I always struggle to describe this book because it takes place across so many decades and so many generations, but somehow it manages to be just incredibly readable. And, you know, it's not like you're slogging through history, you're just you're moving through day to day life with these women. So there's um, three generations of women in Spain. Uh, one of them gets pregnant at a really young age and has to move to Madrid to try to support her, her child back home in the south of Spain. Um, and then that child becomes a woman herself and, and is the protagonist of the mid middle sections of the book. Marries a rich man, mm. um, loses him. <laughs> <laughs> For reasons that I can't reveal. Oh, <laughs> oh juicy. Mm, juicy, yeah. mommy. It's juicy. Bochiche. <laughs> uh, and then the granddaughter is in this kind of loveless relationship <laughs> out of convenience, you know. So it's really three different stories, but it's at its heart, it's about like the way gender and, and class and um, financial hardship shape these women's decisions and their emotional relationships kind of operate like economic relationships in a way they're like not really autonomous they're in in many of these sections but some of them eventually reach some level of autonomy it's it's there's a really great epigraph at the beginning that's uh philip larkin quote that says just clearly money has something to do with life period mm. that's it yeah <laughs> yeah what you think like oh, yeah. if you're gonna describe the book i think that's a good way to do it <laughs> oh my goodness that's very exciting and the book uh is published it's being published march 1st so this is like almost hot off the presses uh this is a really exciting time for you guys do you speak with elena are you guys cool yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. I <laughs> I have to go back to that first translation of hers that I did when I was so nervous to meet her in person. <laughs> she was just so supportive and so kind. We met um, and I was so nervous. I like dropped a plate of shrimp on the floor immediately. <laughs> <laughs> And she just, you know, like she was like, it's okay. We are the party. I just will never forget hey, this. Cool. And now I'm like, hey, maybe March 1st, we'll have a little party virtually. <laughs> this time we really are the party. I mean, yeah, she's super, super cool. And it's just such a force for good um, in the literary world and the rest of the world. Mm. When you're translating, are you kind of like not, are you communicating with her if if necessary? Like, is there, is there line, you know, is she always available if you have a question or is it like, I'm doing my thing and when it's done... You know, I hope you like it. Yeah, it kind of. <laughs> well, <laughs> I try to. I try to get it to a spot where I'm really happy with it before I share it because it feels like such a huge responsibility to be trying to convey someone else's baby yeah. <laughs> like this. Yeah. Um, so I really try to get it to a good spot before I ask questions. But she's very responsive and. 
always willing to to share and expound upon things and collaborate um but yeah i try to it's <laughs> i try to get things pretty nailed down before i go yeah. to an author because sometimes you know if you get an author involved they want to rewrite the whole translation how do you get an author to give you the, the how do you get the confidence from an author to to you know give you their baby Oh my God. I don't know. Luck. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm so lucky. I've translated authors who've been alive and who I actually have met in person. And so we have a rapport. Um, Most of, yeah, all of them I really do consider friends. So I don't know what it's like when you're translating a dead person. That must be it's really mm. hard to gain their trust. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can't like, ask them like, yeah, questions. Yeah. If you hear like a noise, like out of nowhere, you're like, "Oh, hold up for a second. I hope I, I, maybe I should uh, redo this last sentence because I feel that the spirits are alive right now." Um, do you only? Do you only? Um, have you only translated Spanish? Yes. Okay. Yes. I would like so you're not to... you're not secretly like you have six languages right, right, that you right. can just like flip, <laughs> well, it, flip my, it anytime you want. I don't know. I, I my grandparents spoke Italian. They they were Sicilian, and they really didn't want my mom to speak it um, at all. So my dream is to translate from Italian also, but I haven't I haven't taken a stab at it yet. Mm. Um, Lizzie. I just briefly glanced at what you got going on, and it just seems like you've created quite the career in the literary world. I mean, mm. you're doing this. You're also an editor at a publishing house. And I just have to say, uh, before I continue asking this question, I love adore your energy like oh i just feel like God. i feel like i'm talking she doesn't say this I about kinda, a lot of people by the I, way Lizzie. yeah she doesn't say, she doesn't this, say a lot this a lot wait what really? are you trying to say i love everybody's no, you, energy no, when, but, say, when you do say it you mean right. it that's what we're trying to say i I, so... I feel like i'm talking to like drew barrymore in a way wow. and <laughs> i i love drew barrymore in so which, much <laughs> in which movie all of them from et to never been kissed or whatever that movie was like all of oh my god i'm having i just love and adore your energy and i i want to talk about the career you've built i feel like you are your charm it, i just i love how you, this is all coming together i want to hear more about uh, uh, I want to hear more about your past because, like, you're editor at a publishing company as well. You wait, do you sleep? What do you know? <laughs> you don't, you just read all day, all night, do all these jobs. Oh my god, I don't and know nail about that. Your Drew Barrymore impression that's all you do all day, all night. <laughs> I seriously am so flattered right now, I don't even know what to do. Listeners, she's fanning with her hands. So this is real. This is real. I should be fanning because I'm fangirling right now. I'm fangirling uh, over your incredible energy and just I love your you're so fun. <laughs> well, you know what? That's because you guys are so fun. So Rachel, no. Oh, I'm going to start chanting your name. Yeah. <laughs> 
so okay. Oh, stop, <laughs> Lizzie. Tell us about your career and also yeah. like okay. what what did you do to get here? How'd you do it? Oh my gosh, I don't really. It all feels kind of like good timing and luck. Really, I, I <laughs> knew that I wanted to translate. Um, it seemed like kind of the perfect. You know, you get to write, but without coming up with the ideas, you get to oh, just do interesting. <laughs> what I think is the fun part, which is like the language and this every sentence and the paragraphs, but not not the kind of overarching narrative. So I'm kind of like lazy, I guess. <laughs> I, I wanted I, I originally wanted to write, but I translation is uh, I'm so happy I found it. So um yeah it was like i'm gonna rule out a career in publishing and <laughs> go and take this um job at coffee house press it was a paid internship um, oh you got it I, oh, a paid internship oh, oh, wow i had to say paid <laughs> i had to say paid because i think it's so wrong when internships are unpaid so i'm gonna speak on behalf of paid internships right. go ahead go ahead go ahead yeah. um but yeah so i moved to Minneapolis I'd never been here and I was like probably going to be here for 10 weeks had one suitcase and then a job opened up I applied for it I got the job yeah. and here Ooh. I am wow. <laughs> been here ever since I'm, I'm like yeah I've really outstayed my 10-week welcome I guess. <laughs> wow. and where did you move from before Minneapolis um, you were well, I'm originally from Nebraska. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Everyone's like, I've driven through there once. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I know the corn huskers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, this, gotta rub the corn huskers. Yeah. This is the first time for me. This is the first time for me. I have never met anyone from Nebraska. Me uh, I'm so excited. Wow. That's why I said and wow. You're the perfect, perfect first, if you ask me. Yep. Just saying. Drew Barrymore from Nebraska. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, oh God, where was I? No, I was living in. I, I lived in Galicia, actually, Galicia, Spain. For what? A while. Okay, okay, okay. Jamie, so my Jamie. my father. My father's from Galicia, so oh, my mother's Puerto My mother's Puerto Rican, my father's from, from Galicia. Where, so. where, where in Galicia? Oh man. Um I forgot I forgot the exact place in Galicia. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm my New York City kid part. It was like it. the uh, Lower East Side of Galicia, I think, wasn't um, it? <laughs> I'm trying to think of like things that are near it. Um but I mean I actually went recently. And, you know, my family, like, is so ingrained in that. My father's family, that side of the family is so ingrained in that. There's houses that my, my you know, grandfather built. And it, and there, it, it, says on the, it says on the house built by Fernandez, you know, so-and-so wow. and uncle. So the, the, the area that they're at is, is very, um, you know, uh, my family definitely is is repping in that in that part of Galicia. Amazing. But wow, um, you know, I love my pulpo. I love all my yeah. you know <laughs> that, that, that gallego pulpo mm. man. That's like crack to me. So <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> bring on the people. You'd be like, huh? You like when I was younger, I used to I used to like bring it to lunch. I'd be eating like octopus from the, from wow. the from the lid, and people Damn. be like eating pizza. Damn. Like, what the hell you eating, man? Ah! 
Well, so nobody wanted to trade with you at the lunch table, I assume, <laughs> no, right? I was thinking I will, of, I was I thinking will. of, yeah. <laughs> Jamie, you want to trade my little Debbie cupcake for octopus tentacles? Good night. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> you know. You know how we do. Uh, but yeah so how was it living like from nebraska to yeah. you know galicia is that's a big culture shock like how was that? it was mm. uh yeah it was probably the <laughs> happiest i've ever been actually ah. <laughs> i gotta get back there um yeah the pulpo Walking out and cutting barnacles off the rocks and boiling them in seawater and <laughs> slurping them down. It was great. <laughs> wow, that yeah. sounds really... I'm, I'm like the most not hungry I've ever been after hearing that story. I know, I cannot believe like, how I'm disgusting my description was. Wow, Rachel, don't hate participate, okay? I don't do so seafood for that reason, because I can't like I just feel like if it could eat me or like you know well you're it, thinking of like she's thinking of it like if they just literally got it from the ocean and put it on a plate that's what they I'm make thinking. it look nice no they make it look nice you got a little paprika on it and they hook it olive oil you gotta hook it up oh man uh, I'm gonna, no, we're gonna go to a tapas place we're gonna go to a tapas place and, and you'll you'll be a convert you'll be a convert well, I, may, I may have to I may have to yeah. tapas out you know what I'm saying Lizzie, what are we doing? Okay. Um, all right, yo, Lizzie, I thought <laughs> I think what's really interesting here too is like just what you could do in the world of publishing. You think of publishing and it's like, oh, I don't want to be a writer. You don't have to be a writer. You could be a translator, you could be an editor. I had a really wonderful time. Back in the day when I was like in corporate America, I worked for Bookspan, which is like the book of the month club people. And I was a promotions coordinator. It was my second job out of college. And I really did have the time of my life working there for the two years that I did, two or three years. And I worked on different book clubs, the book of the month club. I worked on Mosaico, which was their Spanish language book club. And I worked on uh, their mind, body and soul book club, which is called One Spirit. Um, and it was a lot of fun on the promotions and marketing side, seeing the book in its galley form, you know, just reading tip sheets and seeing what's to come. Like, and then months later, getting the final, that hardcover, softcover, whatever it is. It's fun to watch that process. But there's so many things that you could do within the world of publishing. And then you get into the extensions of that PR, you know, partnerships, biz dev, business development. So mm -hmm. what's, I am going to a question, okay? Mm -hmm. But, um, <laughs> all right, Rachel, just, you, waiting? you know, sometimes, sometimes she's using you fancy, <laughs> you're using fancy book terms. Yo, biz dev. No, I love it. We're up oh, in the biz like, dev. You know, you know, we do. Woo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm talking your language, huh? I yeah, really enjoyed because, girl, I really enjoy talking to the people at the publishers and like clearing rights. I worked in subsidiary rights for a while. Um, and I really respect 
it, it was one of those jobs that helped me respect artists even more, you know, because, and I mean, either visual artists, authors, anybody who has anything to do with the book jacket, you know, the cover, uh, it's really a process and it's such a village that takes for a book to mm -hmm. finally be published. So I really respect that process. Um, now my question for you is just given the things that you've done and that you've touched and that excite you, what are some words of advice that you have for anyone out there listening that may be interested in following that same path or delving into the world of publishing? Mm. Oh, I love that question. Mm. Also, I feel like you just reaffirmed all my life choices. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> How much do I owe you? Invoice will be in the mail. Aww. <laughs> this okay. one's on me, Drew. <laughs> Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's see. I think, well, of course, reading, 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 but you don't have to be like an English major or a poetry enthusiast to work in publishing. There's so many different avenues, so many different roles. And you're so right. It is a village. It's totally a village. And the myth of like the singular genius is a myth. Mm. <laughs> so I think paying attention to what's going on and to what you like, really, I never even thought about it. I never looked at like the spine of the book to see who had published it um, until I started working in publishing. But if I had, I think that would have been a really nice shortcut because then you get to start figuring out who's supporting the writers that you love, um, who's publishing the books that are changing the way you think um, and whose team do you want to join? And I think a lot of really exciting independent nonprofit publishers are here in Minneapolis. So I knew that was the kind of work I wanted to be doing um, in terms of being able to publish books, not just for their sales potential, but because we're really so excited about what they're saying. Um, and we think they can change people's minds um, or people's lives even. So let's see, that's not advice. <laughs> it's all inspirational, yes. It is, it is, it is. And there's several career paths to take. Yo, I, we, we talked to a bunch of authors here. We, again, there's so many Latinos doing it in the space right now, killing it, children's books, you know, just teen fiction. It's just so much out there right now. So um, I ask of you that if there are any projects like this that come to surface, please come to us so we can elevate the message. And not to harp on like, just, you know, nerding out about publishing real quick, but like one of the most most proud moments of orgullo that I've ever felt was I had someone ask me to write um, uh, something for the intro of their book. And I just want to shout out Tanisha Jackson Warner. She wrote this book called Profit with Purpose, A Marketer's Guide to Delivering Purpose-Driven Campaigns to Multicultural Audiences. And she asked me and the likes of like Kimora Lee Simmons to drop her like a testimonial for the opening of her book. And I kept this. I'm like so proud of this one sentence that I have. Look, there's my name, Rachel Strauss-Bonis. Oh, snap. Um, oh, snap. And... 
Yeah. And hi, I'm like right above Kamora. Look, I'm on top of Kamora Lee Simmons. Look, <laughs> look, I'm on top of her. Do you see that? Rachel. I'm on top of Kamora Rachel. Lee Simmons. Yes, I see it. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, that does, and, that's not, you're on top of look, that sounds a little yeah, like yeah, chill, okay. chill. Oh, oh I mean in the Simmons. testimonials in the testimonials what kind of book is this what kind of book is this it's how to make profit through marketing but I, I want to just say that you know I, I love celebrating moments in the literary world it sounds like you're doing amazing things for yes. yourself and for those around you let's give it up one more time for Lizzie Davis you guys and 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 Lizzie, just want to say because I did get the information. My my father's side of the family is from Riancho oh. in Galicia. Oh, just before, because if my father were to hear this, <laughs> you haven't been there. I'm yeah, sorry. no. Um, but just I didn't want my father to like accidentally hear this and be like, "Well, you don't know about your family, huh?" <laughs> well, I'm gonna so. tell you something. Your dad is gonna be pissed regardless because both of you are saying it wrong. It's Galicia. 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 I don't. I don't want to spit on my microphone. I don't want to spit on my microphone. Both you, Lizzie and Jamie, you're both in trouble with Jamie's dad. I know my it. landlady is gonna kill me. <laughs> I'm saying Woo! it in the Puerto Rican way. I say it the Puerto Rican way. You know my, uh, you know I'm like I'm Galicia, mira, oye, oye, Galicia, what are you doing? <laughs> so you know I'm conflicted uh, with both of them. Lizzie, are you on social media? Is there anything that you want people to follow, or, or where should sure. we find you? Where can they find you? Tell us. <laughs> yes, um, you can find me at Lizzie Davis on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow Coffee House Press for really exciting genre bending weirdo books. Um, Ooh, I, yeah, that's a hook right there. Wow. That's a hook right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll see you there. I hope. Right. <laughs> We're going to Minneapolis. We're going to Minneapolis. Oh my God, please. Come and visit me. You are all the best. I haven't had this Let's much fun in like two years. <laughs> <laughs> so happy we could be of help here. Call us anytime. You have the Zoom link. So we're here every, you know, know. every week. I'll be popping in. Pop in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lizzie. Um, that was a great interview. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that. Very mucho, very mucho. I haven't seen Rachel laughing like that in a while. <laughs> wow, Rachel. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Lizzie's energy. She was so fun. It kind of brought me back to, like, the book publishing stuff that I did in my career at Bookspan and Book of the Month Club. Books are so important, guys. You know, uh, as long as there's the beach, the bathroom, and the bus, there will always be books. And we're, I'm, I'm, there's nothing like holding a book to me. I'm old school. I don't know about you guys. I love audiobooks and everything that I can consume on my tablet. But there's nothing like turning the page of a book, that feeling that you have. Like, what's going to happen next? Who is Fabio going to kiss next on a horse? Oh, he's still around. Fabio's still around. I, don't I think know. he was gone. I just think of like. I think he has like white. He has like white long hair now. And shit. He looked like. Uh, <laughs> he looked at the guy from Lord of the Rings. Gandalf. <laughs> 
but it's just great, you know, to have a good page turner. And I love Lizzie's energy and her career is really Liz interesting, is great, right? Yeah. We got to go visit her. We got to go visit her. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. We were already inviting ourselves. She was like, yeah, come by. <laughs> I love when we impose on our guests when we're like, hey, oh, you live in this random city in another state far from us. We'll be there next week. <laughs> we'll be there. <laughs> we'll get in our van. We'll get in our van, our LOL van, and we'll get and we'll be there. Oh, my God. Wow. We need an LOL van. Why didn't we oh think of God. this? Oh, my God. Woo! <laughs> well. We'll graduate to a bus eventually, but. Right. I'm fine uh, right with now, a van. Right now, it's a van. It's a van. <laughs> Wait, Frank, don't you want to live in a van? Aren't you, like, working yes, towards? Yes, I've been thinking about living off the grid. I'm thinking about taking a school bus and converting it into a, <laughs> maybe a LOL van and, you know, travel Damn. across the country and, you know, have interviews and live out of the van. Oh, you my know? God. The Frank Spiracy bus? I'll, I want to get on there. Yeah, I got a battery inside with you know with uh with you know cell phone tower uh you know I gotta, I gotta buy a metro car to to to, to visit you now. <laughs> You're gonna have like an all lead covering on top of the bus so that no waves yes, can come Rachel, through yes. the bus. Yo, yes. I'll help you design it, yo. I think I know you well enough by now that I think I know what you need. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, for the bus. So, okay. Well, before this uh, episode's a bust, uh, let's, um, <laughs> I just want to say thank you to Lizzie. Do you guys have any shout outs? Should we do a que lo que? What do you feel like doing? Well, look, I mean, as always, every week, we got to give bad love to our peeps at Yellow.com. The news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. And they are calling all content creators. So if you want to tell them your story and get featured on the site, go visit Yellow.com. Contribute so you can to sign up. And um, yeah, so content creators get get moving because Yellow.com wants to hear your voices. And uh, if you want to hear my voice. Uh, go to J underscore Ferns at Twitter or and on Instagram, J Ferns, no underscore. And that is all I have to all I have to give. Frank. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I want to give a shout out to our very own El Modifoca, aka Jerry Diaz. He's going to be having an event March eleventh in Uptown. Okay. And hey. it's not only gonna be in him only, room twenty eight, uh, Adriana Rodriguez is gonna be there. Okay, yes. Ariana, we know. Julio Diaz, who, uh, that we saw the other day, uh, Rachel. Yep, love Julio Diaz. And Miss, Miss, Miss Glory Mora is going to be in the house, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know about you guys. It's going to be uptown. Uh, I, hey, I don't have Glory. the location. Uh, yeah, yet, these are all... I don't know if you I, guys want to go to Jerry's uh, Instagram and find out the location. But go uh, to, Yeah, Jerry Diaz, or oh, I'm guys' Instagram. This is for his 100th episode. So this uh Huge. this could get crazy. Congrats, yo. Elmo. Men on pause, yeah. all right? Yes. Men on pause is doing their thing and we always support um our people's, you know, doing their thing and on the podcast world, man. Yeah, Keep- I gotta hold myself back. It's gonna be in, it's gonna be uptown, so you know, I gotta I gotta control myself, you know. I I'm, will I'm, be I'm, there. I'm in, my, I'm, I'm in my backyard, you know what I mean? So it's gonna be big. Jerry's gonna be doing some stand up. I gotta see this, man. I'm so excited. I love the events, they're coming back. 
Um, we've been going to some good comedy events, yo. Um, yeah. Is it my turn? You got any more shout outs, Frank? Anything else you want to talk about? No, Rachel. It goes to you, girl. All right. Thanks for passing the mic. I want to give a quick shout out to a fan of ours, a follower of ours. Uh, his name on Instagram is a vet life. He's a vet, mm. a military vet that always listens to us and shouts us out. And he posts a lot of inspirational and healthy lifestyle posts about exercises to do from home, dad life. Um, really love his point of view. And thank you so much for supporting us, vet life. All right. Yeah, man. He gives us love all the time. All the always, time. Always. Um, very positive young man. I'm very proud of him. Right. Who's served our country and is now serving Instagram with a lot of great inspiration and wonderful Always working content. out with his family right? and his kids working out. Oh, my so, God. I love yes. seeing when he incorporates his children into his workouts. Always, it's always. So and fun. A lot of inspirational things he always has to say, always positive things. So, yeah, shout out to him, man. Definitely. I also want to shout out somebody else that we talked about on the show before. I did an interview with Rick H. So if you want to check out the Rick H podcast. Rick H. Uh, we had a little fun. You were playing characters up in there. <laughs> yeah, so. <wow. laughs> What's going on, Rachel? Okay, here's the deal. So Rick H introduced a character. Well, let's just. All right. Rick H introduced a friend of his named Ricky Smooth. And Ooh. I thought that I, you know, we sketch comedians we love don't we take opportunities to just start dialogues in that like i'm not going to call it the like metaverse but like the sketch verse you know sketch verse yeah. yeah you know so i felt the need to talk to ricky smooth through the sketch verse and mm. uh there was a former backup dancer which i also see that i i defer to a lot like i think i need to just <laughs> pursue a career in background dancing of some sort um or merengue background dancing i don't know so i was a background dancer uh her name is Ma Academia, and uh, she was a former Ricky Smooth back out, a background dancer. Now she dances for Maluma, and she made an appearance on the Rick H show to let him know via video that she was no longer dancing for him and she was going to be going with Maluma. So I think Ricky Ooh. Smooth has a response to it that's coming out on his next episode. So you see the dialogue oh, continues between Ma Academia and uh, Ricky Smooth. So that's it's a lot of fun. Hot. It's, it's getting, getting hot. hot. It's, it's getting, getting hot. hot. Yeah, it's really Ooh. exciting. So, uh, yo, follow me at Rachel La Loca. Follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. Give us a call. Drop us a line at 978-LATINOS or send us an email at wearelatinosoutloud at gmail.com. Um, thank you to all the listeners, all the followers. Shout out to you, Jamie Frank. Also have to shout out everybody behind the scenes. You guys want to help me do that? Like, of course. It's so well, much Well, you know, fun. we got to lead it off with Paco de Pablo, our Pretty, producer supervisor. Pretty, baby. Um, and of course Mitzi Hernandez producer and um, last but not least Augusto Martinez he makes you he makes you guys sound good by the way he's the audio engineer that's what he does he He, makes this sound good oh my gosh he makes the magic happen so Paco, Mitzi, Augusto we appreciate you thank you guys thank you guys thank you All right. so I guess that's the note right on that note we out